sex and happiness. Both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Well, hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, a show about sex and happiness. And this segment of the show is brought to you by Zestra. And I'm really excited to be here today. My question for all the listeners is, how much time do you spend with yourself, loving yourself, self-pleasuring, and more importantly, What is the quality and caliber of this time you spend with yourself? You know, come on, be honest with yourself, get real. My guest today is the pioneer of women's self-love. I read her breakthrough book, Liberating Masturbation, in 1972, and I tell you, I mean, really, it changed my whole life. Liberating was an understatement. (laughs) I I learned to value my body, and the biggest thing I got was my right to have pleasure. And this woman has taught thousands upon thousands of women to feel the way I'm describing, like to have the right for pleasure and the right to take time with themselves and explore who they are. She is still going really strong in her eighth decade. Welcome to Sex and Happiness, Betty Dobson. Yay! I'm still <laughs> masturbating. I'm still masturbating, is what you mean. <laughs> You're still doing everything. To me, well, no, just no. I'm not doing partner sex now. Oh, you're not. No, no one okay. interests me. Yeah. Okay, but so that doesn't mean you wouldn't. No, no, but you know, it's just right <laughs> now. I'm perfectly happy with myself and my my obsidian dildo that is gorgeous. Fabulous. I call her Pele, the goddess of fire from Hawaii. It's a, it's, yeah. She's actually carved out of volcanic glass. Sounds very exotic. Beautiful thing. Well, I remember I, I read an article about you when you were early 70s, like you were 72 or something, and you had a very young boyfriend. He's been a guest on this show before, and I remember saying, Yay, Betty, I'll have what you're having for the rest of my life. So I guess an obsidian dildo is in my future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. When you're yeah, when you're in your eighties and, and you slow down a little bit with the with the intercourse and the partner sex and all that. I am so yeah. in love with my website. Oh I answer questions all every day, anywhere between five and ten. Free. Wow. Free questions. And this is uh, tell us which site this is. Dodson and Ross.com. And you have yeah. to write out and Dodson, D O D S O N A N D R O S S dot com. Yes, I've been to your site many times. It's got fabulous blogs. It has wonderful little videos. I love the little videos, the little vignettes that you do with Carl and Ross. You know, our, you answer questions. Our Friday YouTube. Your YouTube's are wonderful. But let's roll back a little bit because now we're very in the present and while I don't mind being the present, it's always the question when I tell people about you, 
how did you get inspired to change the world? Because you have changed the world. You literally have changed the world and you're still changing the world. I'm actually doing more now than I was back then. <laughs> Good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Betty. What, what inspired you? How did you wake up one day and realize you had to do this? You had to teach women how to masturbate. It wasn't quite like that, waking up one day. It's a very gradual transition, and I think everybody who's gone through this understands, you know, it's not a light bulb going off over your head. I had millions of light bulbs that flashed uh, progressively over a period of time. I started out as a fine artist, drawing and painting the nude, and I had an exhibition of uh, my love picture exhibition of heterosexual lovers, which was wildly successful, and then I discovered feminism, and I started going to consciousness-raising groups. And I realized, and oh, I'm involved in the sexual revolution. I have a boyfriend, and we go to sex parties, and we're not possessive, and we're not doing the jealousy. We're way ahead of our time. But I don't know that. Mm. I think when you're way ahead of your time, you just think you're, you know, average. I was going to say normal, but no one's normal. No one is normal. That's a good thing. It's good. Yeah. Normal is not. Normal is not a goal. <laughs> oh, it's normal is boring. I mean, yeah. no, we're we're all unique. So, in the consciousness raising groups, I realized, and I also saw in the in the sex parties that we were going to, that most of the women were faking orgasms, like you know you see in the porn movies, a lot mm -hmm. of noise and a lot of thrashing and and hip thrusting and and hand beating and oh my god very dramatic but I don't know is it my teaching that I have a visual ability to see clearly I could see clearly that they were not having authentic orgasms and I can still see that with my private practice when I'm watching my client so I that's you know goddess given I didn't want that I didn't ask for it I didn't work for it it just appeared. But then I think it might have something to do with the fact that I drew the nude for, I don't know, year after year after year. And they say it takes 10 years to master an art form. And by the time I left art school, and at the end of five years, and I started drawing and painting, I mean, I can draw the nude. I am a master of, of the nude. And that was what I intended for my life's work, to be a very famous artist. But... Along comes feminism, and along comes sex, and I'm looking around the room, and women are not having orgasm. What is that about? So I start asking my friends, and uh, and I talk to the women in my in my group, and and no one is really wanting to discuss it. And I'm going, oh, I got it. This is a big chunk of. So my next exhibition was masturbating nudes. <laughs> mm. Yes, I actually have seen some of they were in, they're in that book. Although that book has been renamed. It's not liberating masturbation anymore. It's sex for one. Yeah, that, that that's the mass market name. You had pictures in that book of women masturbating and you also had pictures of different vaginas, different hair, different lips. Oh, different you know, lips. I just have to correct you, darling. It is not the vagina, it's the vulva. Okay. The vagina, the vagina is the birth canal, and we've got to agree on a correct name for our sex organ. Do you get this? Yes, I do. I do not know any other body part that is not correctly named other than our vulva. 
because you say vagina, everybody wants the birth canal, the guys all want to stick something in it, uh, the baby comes out of it, and that's legitimate. That's procreation. But that's not the whole thing. No, it's the clitoris. Right, right, right. I'd rather talk about it clitoris, but the vulva actually includes all the parts. Yes, that's what I'm getting from you, and I have gotten that before, so thank you for the correction. So I was saying, though, that I saw lots of pictures in there of of drawings that you had done. By the way, I want you to know that I still have the original paperback covers to that book, but I lent the book so many times that the last time it came back to me, I just got the covers back. I don't know what happened to the book. <laughs> was it the little black and white one? Yes. Well, yes. my dear, that that's probably a collector's item by now. I know, but I only have the covers. <laughs> I just don't know where that book got lost. This has always been the story of my life. No one will go and buy the book because they don't want the sales clerk to know they're going to go home and masturbate. <laughs> well, somebody bought me the book, a very wonderful lover of mine, who actually was much older than me, a man who was 22 years older than me, sent me that book, and he said when he saw that book, he knew that that book was for me. I was 20 or 22 at the time, and I feel that at 22, that book made my life take a different course. Yeah. It turned me in a direction that was destined to go, and I I was eternally grateful. In those days, I used to write you snail mail to tell you how much you changed my life. <laughs> I got a lot of that fan mail. And see, that's the other thing. I get these these letters, and, you know, we didn't have email back then. And th- there was no Internet. I mean, my God, the changes that I've lived through, it's utterly, mm-hmm. utterly remarkable. And I'm passionately in love with my computer. I can't, I can't wait to get to it in the morning. It is, oh, it's so exciting. I just, I can't believe that I, I'm fortunate enough to be living in this, in this period. I really feel very graced. Anyway, the, yeah. the drawings of the, of the masturbating nudes got me drummed out of the, I lost my affiliation with the art gallery. I was totally shut down. Nobody, there was no PR. There was nothing. And I got it. The bottom line of sexual repression is the repression of masturbation. And all you have to do for a double Virgo is show her the bottom line. <laughs> and I went, I said, that's it. We have to teach women how to masturbate. It's very clear. That's why they can't come. And then you start to find out all of the women that are not orgasmic were never able to masturbate. They had very negative messages. They, they had nannies or mommies or mammies that slapped their little hands when they got caught you know, in bed playing with their little wee-wees before their, <laughs> or, or it had to be some kind of religious nut case or right. relig, religion. I'm really down on organized religion. I just think all of it's a dark, they're dark, very dark forces on the planet. And if yeah. you want an example, I will point to the Republicans in Congress. They're, they're yeah, out of control, out of control. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with you. And it's really the mess, the religious mess. Have you ever, seen it? Have, have you ever seen it this bad? Well, not really. I, I mean, no. look, it was never good because people have been repressed and suppressed by it. They, I have always felt that, if, that a way to control people 
is to make them feel ashamed of their bodies. Thank so you. Then, so then the only thing that we value is the ability to assess things in our mind. And that's gotten the world to where it is. Yeah, we're going to kill it and exactly. ourselves with it. Anyway, exactly. there are forces working again. Uh, the 99% are waking up, darling. So I am a very adamant Occupy Wall Street supporter. Excellent. And you're and you look and you're Occupy Your Body supporter. That's where it comes. From. Well, it, that's yes. It's like taken away. From, we used to call it the establishment, but it's taken away from organized anything: religion, government, mandates, school, all of it. Corporations. Yes. It's all bullshit. And truly said only by somebody who knows. Because you're so in your body. I mean, I just want to keep pointing that out because it doesn't happen for people who can't feel. What you're talking about, that what the position you've taken now only can come from someone who's felt for a very, very long time and uses that as their major source of, of information. Oh, this doesn't feel right. Of course not. It goes anti the body. How can you just walk around like a talking head and give yourself justification to whatever? So, yeah, it's good. It's excellent. If you just tuned in, I'm interviewing today Betty Dotson, who has been working in the trenches with women, teaching them how to masturbate, use vibrators, use dildos, use whatever, their hands, to be able to find the feeling in themselves that sets them free. So, Betty, we left off on some politics, and I'm not sure if we want to continue in that direction or if we want to go somewhere else. I want to talk about your blog somewhat because and your website because people can get lots and lots of information there and you don't only have women writing and you don't only have straight women or men writing you have all kinds of a variety of writers so what would we say is the focus of the website so what kind of education can people get there our byline on the top is better orgasms better world <laughs> that's great simple and to the point <laughs> Yeah, it is simple and to the point. So you have, how many do you have, about 15 bloggers that work with you? Yeah, uh, and Carlin's pretty much, you know, runs that. She's like the uh, the managing editor of, of our magazine. And the, the, the website is exactly that. It's a, it's a daily, it changes daily, and you can go on the site. You don't have to join. You don't pay anything. And, I, you know, we both agreed on this. This is not a money-making proposition. This is a world-changing proposition. And I figure that in that process that we have our little downloads that we charge for and we have some uh, books that I sell and, and some DVD tapes and all that. And it's just, you know, little modest things that we sell to, to, to make ends meet. And, and at some point, I think we're going to be so rich that we'll be able to donate lots of money to the right causes. Excellent. Really excellent. Well, you also sell some products on there. You have that barbell. You have that amazing product. Oh, the oh it's, yeah, it's back-ordered. My God, everyone wants one now. Did you design that? Yeah. Can you tell a little bit about that? I have one, but I'd like you to tell a little bit about it. Well, it's... Um, it's a it's a vaginal exerciser, so I called it a vaginal. What did I call it? The barbell, and it's kind of it has a ball on either end, and one is smaller than the other, and the small end can be actually used anally or with a new vagina that is learning how to do penetration, and the bigger ball is just more like how we are if you've had intercourse or 
dildo action or you've been inside your vagina, which I recommend all women do. Uh, Since it's stainless steel, it's very easy to clean. And it's not porous and you can't break it. And it's, I consider it to be an heirloom. You know, mother to grandmother to grandfather to, you know, grandfather. Well, (laughs) guys can use it anally to work on their pelvic floor muscle. So as a resistance device, you squeeze the vaginal muscle or the pelvic floor or the PC, pubic oxygeus, and you have a resistance device, something to press against. Now, that's all. I think that's adorable and all that, but how I how I personally use it as mm-hmm. a dildo. Oh, mm-hmm. I put the vibrator on my clitoris and I start working my pelvic floor muscle on that slick barbell. And 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 you can take your hand away because it weighs a pound. It'll stay in place. Yes, I particularly really like the weight of it. I think the weight of it is. Dis- distinguishes it from other tools that people use. It feels good. Yeah, it does feel really good. So you, so you created that yourself. Well, it, yeah, it was my. I designed it. I mean, I, I, I got a, a Kegel sizer from a friend of mine, which is sort of like it. And you might say I ripped him off, but he wouldn't do business with me. So I said, screw you. I'll make my own. <laughs> Good for you. One exercise that I've recommended to people when they had in vaginal eggs, like crystal eggs, was to not only squeeze the muscles, but to walk around and keep it in when they're walking, like not to let it drop out on the floor. Would what? you recommend? No, you do that? Yeah. You can hold it in and walk around? Yeah. You're a sexual athlete, darling. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I, I was wondering if there would be a recommendation that people would take the barbell and slip it in and then walk around holding it in. No, 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 no. Now what's happening? Well, and this is gonna... I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to write you and say I did it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, then I'm, now I'm going to blow your mind. You okay. probably have a, a vaginal muscle that is too tense. You know that if you squeeze the muscle, you have to also know how to release the muscle. Yeah, sure. Well, how do you release it? I release it on the exhale. I just let it go and almost push out. I think it's a good idea to do squats. Okay. Because you can visualize it. Then the muscle is being stretched and released. In my work, I do teach people to breathe and squeeze and release, breathe and squeeze and release. So I know how to do both. When you do the squat, you just, everything lets go, release. Yeah. Okay, good. That balances out the the strength that you're building up. You also have equal relaxation. Yes, I think it's really important. I think it's absolutely important. And I think that's also very important in men as well. I think it's important that men relax because when men are getting ready to have their ejaculation, everything tenses up so much and then they sort of lose their mind. And I, I like it if they also can relax as well. So I think we're <laughs> on to something here. I just have to go back to this a little bit because there was a while when you were on HBO specials, weren't you? Like back in the, I don't know which what years it was, but there were people who said they saw you everywhere on HBO specials, and I saw you on HBO specials, and I don't know if you were on others, but you did a lot of this training in, in like, some TV specials. Is that 
How did that they, come about? They must be talking about the real sex. Oh, real I was, sex. Yeah. I was in. I was in the first one they produced, and they took like a snippet of my workshop, but you couldn't tell what the women were doing. They were very tentative. Now they're gross. They'll show you everything, but. You know, I don't know. I haven't done that much on HBO. I don't know what they're talking about. I yes, oh. I'm on. I'm on television from time to time, being interviewed. I, I thought that they had showed your entire workshop, so I, I must. It's me. I must have that wrong. Well, maybe it's time for them to get back to you and show the whole thing. <laughs> you know, if they only showed a snippet, then people couldn't get a real sense of of, of your mastery. We just made a new video of the workshop, Body Sex Workshop. And is that going to be available on your website? It's already available. And here's the other thing I love. We're set up so that you can stream it. Pay a few bucks and then stream it on your computer. Mm. I just don't think we should keep making plastic anything. So, And it's like with books. I want, to, I want e-books from now on. I want it. I want, a, uh, I want it on my Kindle or my iPad. I don't want a physical book. My bookshelves are groaning. They're too full. We have to, we're tearing down all the trees to make paper. Everything is electronic. I'm so ready to be totally electronic. I can't tell you. So if you want the videotape, the physical DVD, you can order that. Or you can just stream it from the, from the website. And this okay. time, this time, uh, it is me uh, at 83, and it is my girlfriend who helped me started the workshops at 68. We're the two old broads, and then we have, you know, a 50-year-old and a and a 30-year-old, and you know what I mean. We have a and and Carlin is my business partner is 39, so we have a nice selection of ages, and there are only six women in the group. So it it is how I used to run the group, but it's just bare bones. In other words, it's you go through the details that I went through when I actually did the groups. Even the well, old the old body sex group that I've been selling all these years called uh, um, I don't even know what I called it self loving. That is that was made back in the uh, 1990 and. And it and it's much prettier, but the soundtrack was pathetic. We shot it on a home video camera, pre-digital. Right. <laughs> so it's it's insane, but it's you can still see the images. Well, and also just what you said before about my copy of Liberating Masturbation from 1972. If the, if somebody has that, then it becomes a collector's item. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Eve- eventually. Eventually. But I like the idea that you have women of all ages. I like the idea that you have people, you, 83, and the person you mentioned who's 53, and then somebody in their 30s. Do you have anybody in their 20s in this, too? Yeah, we have one 20-something-year-old. So you've spanned six or seven decades. Yeah, exactly. What's the youngest person that you have worked with? Usually in the early 20s. I don't get teens, but I'm getting teens like crazy on the website asking questions. These are the kids that were raised on abstinence only. They don't know anything. Yes, it's a sad state of affairs. Now, Betty, it's a sad thing that many teens, the only way they learn about sex is by going to porn sites 
on the Which internet. Which is, you know, I don't want to censor porn, but it is entertainment for men. It does right. not. It does not factor in what women want. So these teenagers are coming to your site. They must be coming to your site in droves. What kinds of questions do you get from them? Uh, one of the things that breaks my heart is I really am angry at the G-spot information. I thought it was poorly represented. It was not adequate. The information is now very scattered and very confused. And a little girl will write to me and she'll describe the perfect ideal beginning of building up to an orgasm, and she probably had a small one. And then she says, but it couldn't be an orgasm because I didn't ejaculate. <gasps> oh, my oh God. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let that sink in. Now now I'm dealing with that. So all those women out there can take their G-spots and, and send them <laughs> to the Salvation Army. <laughs> Thank you. I, I needed that. Yes, yeah, so they're not learning. They're learning to focus on all kinds of things and have new expectations. It's almost like a pathology, what happens to women's sexuality. Totally. I mean, if, if people say, is it better now? And I said, no, it's worse. Mm. I was better off growing up in the 50s where I didn't get any information. I have to de-inform them before they can take in the new information. I mean, are there people who repeatedly write you back and forth and have a correspondence? I try to discourage that because there's so much information. Yeah, they, everybody wants to have an ongoing conversation with me, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm flattered, but I have to move on to the next question. And all of the questions are on the website. So all anyone has to do is just go to the section where I have all the Q&A posted and start reading them. Sometimes you, you'll come across a, a question, and you didn't even know that's what you wanted to ask. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's why we have websites. So we can actually put lots and lots of information there and people can browse at their own leisure. Precisely. We have all of the, the DVDs and all the visual references so that you can stream any of them and watch as well as listen and talk. You know, I am in the information business. Before yes, I leave the planet, I want every woman of age to be having orgasms. I'm in alignment with you, <laughs> totally. So Betty, what's your current big project? I am now on my way to Oslo. We took we took Europe by storm last year. With In Oslo, they invited me to come to teach their young woman who was in one of their reality shows that was very popular how to have an orgasm. So that's, I don't run workshops, but I do private sessions which is a workshop for one, and I consolidate it. So within a, an hour or so, several hours, a woman gets all the information, and I watch her masturbate, and I see to what she's doing right, which I encourage. I see what she's doing wrong, which I point out so she can change it, and then she eventually gets to the orgasm. So this little gal, because she's, you know, she's 20 years old, never had an orgasm, but she's, you know, she's a star now. And she didn't want to be that exposed on television. So my partner, Carlin, is there. And she jumped right in. I love this woman. Well, she's so sex positive. So I did the the session with Carlin. Who it, already they, knows how to do this, but she demonstrated it for this other woman? And the other woman was standing there watching, precisely. And the camera was rolling. And this this went up on their national television station, which is... It's all over Europe. 
and the and the producer promised us and delivered. I said, you know, I don't want to do this because I do this a hundred times and I end up on the cutting room floor. You cannot see what I'm doing unless you can have a vulva in the middle of the screen of the television set. And no one's got the guts to do that. She said, I will. And I said, you will? And she said, absolutely. I said, I'm there. And I showed up and Carl and we did it. And sure enough, they showed it. So I got a, my mouth is on the floor. I mean, my mouth is so open wide that someone on television would do this. And I'm trying to understand what the viewers would see. The viewers would see... Harlan having an orgasm with her legs spread, the vibrator on her clitoris, the barbell inside her vagina, and me showing her what to do. I got that. And I'm impressed. I'm excited. You know, hallelujah, really. And then also, but how did they put it in the context? with this other woman and this reality show i mean did they say that oh, you this, two were it, teaching her it was a it was part of the reality show was the kids were learning about sex mm. so the boys get shown pictures of penises and that they're all these different sizes and they some curve up and to the right and the down and the left and for women there's nothing you can't show a vulva on television have you ever seen a, a full image of a vulva? Only if it's porn. Right. And even then, it doesn't get a feature. The the penis is, is slamming in and out of it. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I mean, no. I haven't, and it sounds... So it's earth-shattering, actually. Because... Oh, this was a huge, huge, huge happening in Europe. And, boy, everyone, everyone in Norway saw it because it was a very it's a very popular show there are three kids living together one girl and two boys and one boy is straight and the other boy is gay so this is the the norwegian sensibility of fair play and and much more liberated and religion doesn't run their lives they have churches and people have a religion but it's not out to get sex they think sex is a natural part of life and it should be pleasurable and orgasmic, etc., etc. Now, the people aren't that loose and goosey and all that, you know, but their, their laws are very sensible. They have a very mature attitude towards sex. And then, of course, the station, not only does it go all over Norway, but it'll be Sweden, Denmark, Amsterdam, the UK, Germany will buy it. So... We're hot stuff in Europe. I love and, it. And, be, and thanks to the Internet, people are finding out about us here. Only so because of the Internet. Right, right. Well, thank goodness for the Internet. If someone were in Europe now and they wanted to try and find this, would they, could they Google it? What would it be called? It's Krakant. T-R-E-K-A-N-T. I think that means threesome. I see. Uh, Lori, I'm, I'm, yes. darling, I have it on my website. Oh, you do? Yep, you can stream it. Oh, I love it. Okay, I want to see it. I'm excited. And I want to tell everybody I know in Europe about it. You know, that's Good. a lot of people. So, yes, absolutely. Aside from what you said, the people aren't all loosey-goosey. But something has fascinated me about Norway for a long time. It's just a little factoid. Their national dance is the tango. Like they, people go to tango in Norway. So, so it's like they, they want closeness. 
you know, they just might want it in a different way, but they want that body feeling. I mean, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in Norway spend time tangoing, which I think is, is very sexual. Betty, I think of you and I think to myself, you're, you're going strong. You've, I mean, to me, having great orgasms equals fabulous, long and vibrant life. And so you're, again, my inspiration, my role model. And I want to know what you have planned, you know, what's in your dream list of what you want to create for people on the planet, especially for women being liberated on the planet. Anything you want to share with us that you can share with us? Well, you're talking about the future, and my attitude is the future is now. Good. (laughs) Okay. Right now, right this minute, as we speak, and that it is ongoing, and that's I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And one of the big parts of happiness, besides the ability to enjoy your sex life and your body, is to enjoy the work you're doing. I know that's a problem for a lot of people. So if you have a job that you hate, have a hobby that you love, you must have something in your life that you love to do because that keeps the creative process alive. So I give a lot of credit to, you know, orgasms, but I give just as much credit to the creative process. It's very wise what you're saying. It's, uh, I think that people, this notion of retirement, that's a whole other political thing we could get into. The notion of retirement when people just stop. They don't. Well, if they retire, then they've got to do something they love. If they want to leave a stupid job and then do something worthwhile, they can do that. Right, right. But if they don't do anything, if, they, if their fantasy is to just sit around in Florida they're, somewhere, they're doomed. They're doomed. Uh, totally. Yeah. So because they're sitting okay. around. They're sitting around waiting to die. Exactly. So what you're talking about is doing what you love now, doing what you love now. So, okay, so you, I, I get that. So tell us more then about what are the kinds of things that people can actually learn by going on your site? I know they can ask questions and answers, but give us some idea about, I know you have a huge variety of topics. Let us know what some of them are and what some of the specialties are, because I noticed you do, there are like specialties on your site. There's things for people into gay sex, there's things for people into this and that, but it's better to hear it from you than, you know, my memory of all the things. It, we cover we cover every aspect of sex we can think of. And if you think of one that we haven't thought of, you write to us and tell us, and we'll include it. It's that it's very inclusive. Uh, we're starting to get many more questions now from from young men, which I'm very I'm very pleased with that. Because it was before it was only everybody knows that women buy the sex books, women look for sex information because they're the ones that are not having any pleasure from sex. The fortunate thing about men is that they will always ejaculate, which is their orgasm. Now, can it be stronger and better and more and, and, and more exciting? Absolutely. So I think men are just skimming the surface of their own sexuality, but because they ejaculate, everybody thinks they're okay. I disagree. I think that some of these kids are masturbating so fast and they're watching porn and they're not building up any mental images other than this trashy shit that they watch on, on you know, free <laughs> porn. 
And, yeah. and listen, it works. I mean, if I go there and I look at it, I get I get turned on. I do. You can't help it. It's just visual. It, it, visual is power. And here yeah. are these people having incredible sex, and it's like kinky and weird and ah. Uh, and so I understand how it is addictive, and I understand how easy it is to get a hard on. It's happened mm. to me, and mm-hmm. I just stay away from it because I really want to develop my own fantasies. So this one kid the one that's on our recent YouTube that we talked about, he wrote in and he said, oh, my God, you put it up, and I couldn't believe him, blah, blah, blah. So he did what I suggested. He was masturbating, I don't know, four, five, eight, six times a day. Oh, and my not, not getting any pleasure from it because there right. are these little quickies. Now, women do the same thing. They take a vibrator. They put it on their clit. They come fast, no buildup, nothing in their mind, very little energy in their body, and they go, boop, and they say, is that it? And, and I'm going to say, Ab- absolutely, that's all you're going to get. That's all you put into it. Mm. Mm. You get what you put into it. So he wrote back and he said, I got the massage oil. I slowed down. I took my time. I paid attention to my breathing. And I had an incredible orgasm. He got it immediately. And how old was this person? Young. 16. 16. Wow. Wow. So that would, that would be how a boy could get started. How would you suggest for a girl to get started? I know you've been asked this 8 million times, but still, there may be somebody listening who's never heard you before. What would you say for a woman to get started? I have uh, several essays that I wrote specifically to cover this, and the one that they start with is first-time orgasm or learning orgasm or whatever. I forget what I called it, but it's there. And it slows on everything the, down? On the, on the website, the, okay. left hand, the left-hand column has all the topics that we make available. So under orgasm, and it's right at the top because it's the most asked, asked question, how do I have an orgasm? So I take you verbally, step by step, through a very simple process of how I teach. All you have to do is read it, more than once, follow it, and practice it. I would like for teen girls to just start using their hands. But the vibrator is like, you know, it's something they can go and buy, and it, it'll get you off quicker and faster, and, but not necessarily better. Now, if you're, if you're older, bypass manual and go directly to vibrator. But if you're a teen <laughs> with, with all of those hormones raging, your hand will be fine. But you must get some kind of massage oil. Saliva doesn't, and your own vaginal juices, they they dry up too quickly. And when I say take your time, I'm talking 30 minutes to an hour. None of this quickie, you know, three-minute knockoffs. No, 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 no. Right. So this is how, so actually, I mean, in some circles, we could say that what you're teaching is expanded orgasm. And for you, you're teaching this as regular orgasm. Take your time, slow down, take a breath, use lubrication. All of these things are, for some people, they look at this as enhancements because they've been doing that three-minute quickie. I liken it to, uh, it's like fast food, very, very little nourishment. Mm. You make a very good case, Betty. You make a very, very good case. Very little nourishment in that fast, rushed, hurried thing. Kids are starting in some households. They're not able to 
do anything except steal away five minutes. You know, sometimes they can't, they don't have that much privacy. Um, well, you know, you can always find a place. Of, that I don't, no, that's an excuse. Okay. If if, if really go, go in the closet, go in the bathroom, <laughs> lock the door, go out back and get in the garage, sit in the back seat of the car. <laughs> My mother used to yell up, "What are you doing in there?" <laughs> in the bathroom. Going to the bathroom, mom. <laughs> I'll be right out. Yeah, I'm constipated. It's taking a little longer. <laughs> it's very good. It's very healthy and wholesome and needed and necessary advice that you've been giving people for a long time now. And I, for one, want you to keep giving it. I think your website is phenomenal. I'm going to tell everyone again what your website is. You go to Dodson and Ross, and you have to spell it out, D O D. S-O-N and A-N-D Ross R-O-S-S dot com and you will find all the information that you ever wanted to know and more things you didn't think of things that even if you watched porn you never knew from because you stopped somewhere you got addicted this is how to get the full spectrum from many talented writers and from Betty herself this is how you get your full spectrum on your sexuality, whether you're male or female. This is a really good site for you to visit. And by the women, way, if they if yeah. they just Google my name, Betty Dodson, it'll mm -hmm. take you directly to the website. Okay, that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. So, in our last moment, is there anything you want to say that you know really brings it on home? Just love yourself. You know, if you don't love yourself, no one's going to love you. It's impossible. It starts with self-love. Well, Betty, thank you so much. I couldn't agree more. And it's only because I knew of you that I could agree. <laughs> so I am a direct product of you and your teaching and your writing. And, and here I am with a show on sex and happiness that's been going on for years already. I have loads and loads of shows. And it's really because I someone... Sweetly sent me your book in 1972. You're doing a great job, darling. Hang in there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, everyone, we have had a wonderful show today, myself, along with Betty Dobson. Again, you can go to her website, dobsonandross.com, or you can Google her name, Betty Dobson. And you should actually Google her name. If you didn't know who she was before today, you should know who she is. You really should know who she is. I will be back with you next time. I have a show with two amazing men talking about a whole new paradigm for relationship. And I'm sure that it is guaranteed to blow your mind. So please tune in next time to Sex and Happiness. This is Laurie Handler signing off. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.